Over the last two decades, I've been in an insatiable quest to learn everything I can about leadership. What makes the best leaders so good? After running companies small and large over the last 20 years, today, I speak on stages all across the world to audiences who are interested in that same question. My name's John Laredo. I'm your host, and I invite you to join me on this journey as we explore this very topic and what makes the best leader so good. Welcome to Tomorrow's Leader. Hey there, Tomorrow's Leaders. So as always, I bring you great guests and I do not disappoint, including today. This is a great one. Larry Kaufman, he was introduced to me uh, through a great friend, Peter Velarde, another great individual. Larry's super interesting background. He and I had a great conversation about leadership and in particular about the importance of networking and connecting people and giving. He wrote a book called NCG Factor. I'm in the middle of it. It is a great book. Take a look at it. But Here's some really cool things about him. First of all, he's a LinkedIn pro. He's got like 29,000 connections on LinkedIn, which if you know LinkedIn, that's huge. Uh, He teaches globally, speaks around the world for the last 15 years, I think it is, on LinkedIn. That's how great he is at connecting through that platform. But um, he also is a very successful leader. He runs a region uh, for the... Uh, Jefferson Wells Company, which is a company uh, under the umbrella of Manpower Group, and just really interesting guys. I mean, random facts here. I didn't even ask him in the interview about this, and we should have talked about it, but he's been in seven movies in different roles, uh, like behind the scenes, I think kind of extra type of roles, but really cool. Planes, trains, automobiles, backdraft, a few others. He met his wife through a drive-thru at McDonald's 33 years ago. I got to bring this guy back out and and ask him these. We didn't even get to these fun questions, but just a few fun factoids on uh, today's guests. But super cool, interesting guy. You're going to get a lot out of this. I know I did. Here is Larry Kaufman. All right. Welcome to today's episode of Tomorrow's Leader, where we dive deep on all things leader related, related to leading yourself and leading others. I'm John Larito, your host. I've got a really cool guest on today. I've got Larry Kaufman, who is... Uh, resides in a suburb of Chicago where I was near where I was born. Uh, fond, fond memories. He's a regional managing director for Jefferson Wells, which is a division of Manpower Group. You may know that organization. He's the best selling author of The NCG Factor, a great book I'm in the midst of reading. Uh, and he is also a global speaker and trainer on LinkedIn. So, Larry, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, John. Great to uh, see you. Thanks for Great. thanks for uh, having me as your guest today. Great to see you too. And uh, for those watching this on YouTube, uh, they can appreciate that you look sharp, you look dynamite, you look like a global speaker and trainer. I feel like <laughs> one. Selling author. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, I, I'm excited to have our conversation. I know you and I got to know each other recently, which is really kind of interesting because the premise of what you do and 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 what you wrote your book about, which we're going to get into, uh, is really how we came to know each other. And that was being connected and then you connecting other people in my circle. And, and that's kind of interesting. Uh, but you and I came together that way. So I love that. Uh, I'm grateful for being introduced to you because I think this is the beginning of, uh, of a long relationship uh, and lots of introductions. So thanks love again. It. So... Uh, you you wrote the book, uh, The NCG Factor, and I, I'd love to dive into this a little bit because I think there's so much that leaders 
can get from this. I've already gotten a lot from it. Um, and regardless of where somebody is in their stage and their leadership journey, uh, this is so applicable. So I don't want to steal the thunder, but why don't you just share with the audience what is the NCG factor? And then I'd love to dive in a little bit to, to the conversation about it. Thank you, John. So, so N stands for networking, C connecting, G giving. So it's a formula for building life-changing relationships from college all the way through retirement. Cause we got to cover that full spectrum because I, I think in my college days, I didn't think about networking, connecting, giving, but hopefully we can instill that in our college kids today all the way through retirement. So that's kind of the, the baseline premise and breakdown of the NCG factor. So happy to go deeper. Yeah, so let's let's talk about that because I think, you know, I remember starting my career and and I don't think I was ever really good at networking or connecting people and I I I think it's so critical because when you think about what how everybody is so close and maybe one or if not, you know, two degrees of separation from probably anybody and everybody that they would want to get uh, to know. Um, why do you think people are not more kind of attuned to it right from the start? Is it just something we're not trained to think about and we're kind of just living in our own world so much? You know, I think we're, well, we're getting better in college training some of the kids. They're starting to, to do a little bit of that, but I think it's one of those things where you, you're either mentored or coached to be that, you know, really good networker or connector to understand the the value and power. And I know like when I worked at companies and we had like a new leader come in, when I was in sales capacities, I was, I was excited to hear that. Well, Tom or Mary, they're super connected. Like that was really great to hear versus you get that leader. Well, do you know anyone in the market? Not really, you know, but I know your, your business. Oh, that's that's great. But you were hoping you can get some of their contacts and some of their relationships. And so I, I think that's something that is learned. And I wouldn't say I was a natural connector and giver. Mm-hmm. You know, I had a, a life shift to get there. Mm-hmm. And so I think you have to have that person in your life that says, hey, John, I know you're working your butt off, but here's a different way that you could you could live your life as a leader and even in your family world too. Mm-hmm. So Larry, when when did that journey begin for you? What was that moment that kind of shifted you down this road of going down this path that you are now? That's a great question. There was a, a there's a woman in my network I've known for many, many years, great connector. So Larry, I want to introduce you to a gentleman named Brian. He's an IP intellectual property attorney at a law firm in Chicago. And I was at a company uh, that was headquartered in uh, New York, and I was in the Chicago office in a leadership position. I had no reason or purpose to meet with an IP attorney, but she said he does something quite different than you see most attorneys and how they bring in clients. And I think you're going to learn a lot in meeting with him. So I said, okay, so I meet with Brian, great guy, have a great meeting. And at the end of the meeting, he says, hey, Larry, I'm going to introduce you to two people that you don't know. And I said, why, why would you do that? He said, well, this is sort of my thing. People's, you know, network based, based on relationships. And I want to put you in touch with two people. I think it would be good to know that you don't know. I said, awesome. Fantastic. That was my aha moment, my light bulb going off and going, okay, 
this is different because I go through the motions of having meetings with people and network, but am I really thinking about that person and who they should know in my world? I don't think that way. I wasn't thinking that way. And that made me think differently. I'm not going to say, John, after that meeting, it was like, oh, my God, now everyone I meet, I'm introducing the two people. But I started thinking differently. So that was the start of it. And then I started incorporating some of that into my world, into my meetings with people and starting to learn more about people and making those introductions and connections. Mm. So, and what goes into that? Is it more of just, hey, I wanna connect you with two or one great person who's just you know, a good person to know? Or is it trying really to find the right person for what you're looking for and forge a business relationship? I mean, how, uh, I guess, thoughtful are you about that and what's going in your mind and try to make the right connection? That's a, that's a really good question. And so I'll start us off with a quote. This is mine. No royalties on this one. But if you lead with yourself, you're going to leave with yourself. And think of this as a leader, any stage of your career, it doesn't matter what you do. But if you open up that conversation where I'm networking with you, John, and it's all about me, then I'm leaving with me, right? So if it's all about you and I learn about you, you know, you'll, you have these meetings with people and you go, well, how can I help you, John? And oh, I'm good. And Larry, how can I help you? But if I ask questions, honestly, it may not be that I'm connecting you to someone. I may find out that you have a child that's looking for a job or a family member that needs something or whatever it is. You know, I had talking to a a friend that reached out and said his kid can't get into medical school and it just can't make any headway with this one here in Illinois. And I made headway for him. It's, it's a matter of asking the questions and learning more about people. And then you can make a connection for them because now you've understood more about them. I think we go right to business, even as leaders, instead of getting to know our staff, our team, our clients, our channel partners, our referral partners, and learning more about them personally and what they've went through during, you know, COVID, you know, and, you know, different aspects of them personally and professionally, the more that you learn, then you could start to make those connections. Oh, I see that, you know, you came from Ameriprise and you've been speaking. And so, John, do you work with this organization? They're looking for great speakers. And so then I I learn more about you and I can make those connections. And then you go, Hey, would you Larry, that'd be great. Fantastic. And, and they pay Oh, Larry, even better. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think it's, it's learning more about people is really helpful to make those introductions and connections. So, so what was it you, so that moment kind of shifted your own beliefs and, and then uh, changing your own behaviors was there what then took it to the next level and said, okay, I'm going to be the champion of this and actually teach this and write a book about this. Was there a, a string of great experiences and you just saw the kind of the, the rewards of that? I mean, what happened? So I made a shift in my career at one point and went into public accounting. So your accountant, your CPA becomes a great trusted advisor. And so I, I was observing you know, the partners at my firm and how they cultivated relationships and, you know, and they really got to know their clients personally and professionally. And I saw them making connections. They became that go-to, 
And so I started to emulate some things they were doing. So I would say probably in 09, when I started to do more of it, where I was networking with a lot of these trust advisors, meeting with a lot of people and learning more about people and, and learning about them personally and, and, and helping them with things that really hit home and making connections, introductions on many levels, you know, John, to where, you know, I've gotten a couple married, I've put people on dates, I've, I've helped their kids, I've coached their kids and in, in sales, and I've made connections with people at their charities. And I have a whole list of, you know, weird things that I do. But I started to realize the importance of being indispensable. Not only you should be indispensable as a leader to your people, but indispensable to your relationships. And, you know, any leader that's listening in, you know, I challenge my staff, do your clients think that, you know, you're indispensable to them? And it's kind of a loaded question. And so when you start drilling down into that, we'll take it into like public accounting. There's a lot of accounting firms out there. So it's very easy to replace someone who's doing your audit or tax, maybe in some cases not as easy, but it can be pretty easy. Competitors are knocking on the door all the time. But if you become indispensable to your clients, competitors, it doesn't matter. So if I if I have a client, we're doing audit work for that client, and I I help that, that particular client get other clients, I help their child get a job, I help their charity, because things things I want to do. And I posture myself as, hey, when something comes up, if it's ordinary or way out there, ask me. You got to get in the Mayo Clinic. You have a sick family member. You, you need a connection. I'm that guy. And so when you build those indispensable relationships with your clients, but also with your staff through COVID, I let my staff know, hey, don't think of me just as, you know, leading, you know, our region. If something comes up with a family, something you need, just reach out and ask me for anything. I want to be helpful. And people did reach out. Hmm. And that's got to feel great. I mean, when you have, and you've brought people together that have gotten married and things like that, I mean, that's not obviously your purpose or mission in life, but that's that's a pretty cool thing. When you've changed people's lives that significantly, that's a big deal. I love it. It's like, you know, when you make a, a sale, you feel really good. When I make a great connection and, you know, someone tells me, hey, we got married or we fell in love or hey, I got a client because of that, or boy, the person you introduced me, we're be, we've become great friends. Like Larry, you, you, you hit it out of the park. There's like a euphoric feeling. And it, it really, it just uh, it's transformed me as a person. I love it. So is there, for, for somebody who may not be very good at this, is there a right way and a wrong way to connect to people? So... In my book, I have talked about creating your own introduction. So that's that's helpful when you're connecting someone to someone that you create an introduction. And really, it'd be hard for me, John, to introduce you to somebody for a speaking opportunity. So I would say, John, can you send me, not your bio, a paragraph introduction in the third person like I wrote it about you? That's really, really helpful so that I could present you to someone in my network, say, hey, you need to meet Tom or Mary. And but I've written 
it looks like I've written your introduction, but you wrote it for me. So that's that's a good best practice. Hmm. Is you know, create your own introduction. So even as a business leader, it's a good thing. Mm-hmm. Create your own. And then when someone wants to tap into your network, you go, John, you go, Larry, I see someone in your network. I'd like to know. I go, okay, do you have your own introduction? No. Let me send you what mine looks like. Can you craft one so I don't have to think about it and introduce you in properly? Because I'm never going to do it justice. You're great. Yeah. You're this great speaker and you've done so much in your career and, you know, the podcast and so much more, but I'll never do you justice. Mm-hmm. Hey, you should meet John. He's a great speaker and he's a good sales guy. And you're like, I'm not a sales guy or good networker. I'm, I'm going to misrepresent you. Yeah. That's such a great point. I'm thinking about that as a leader. I, 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 every leader needs to do that. You know, what is your introduction and, and doing it in that sense of, writing the paragraph for somebody who's introducing you and connecting you. I, I love that. What a great, an easy uh, exercise and hugely impactful, I would think. Definitely. I mean, leaders want to be connected to, you know, their board members, board of advisors, to uh, trusted advisors, channel partners, referral partners, potential clients. Mm-hmm. And you're asking for that help at times. It's like, well, hey, you know, here's my introduction. Yeah. Can you facilitate this? And it works perfectly. Because it's a great point because what it does is overcome what te- tends to be sometimes an obstacle. People don't know how to introduce somebody. They don't know how to refer somebody. They don't know what to say. I don't know about you, but there's so many people that I meet and I couldn't tell you what they do. They've, they, they describe, and I'll be honest, I was just on a call earlier this morning with somebody who I couldn't, after 15 minutes, I couldn't figure out what they do. Uh, and, and and there's so many people, I think, that are really ineffective at explaining that. You know, I, I was part of years ago when I started my business in financial services, I was part of something called the Leeds Group, Leeds Club, I think it was, which was one of these BNI networking groups. And one of the best things that came of that was we had to introduce ourselves that way. Hey, my name's John Larito. And, and it wasn't just I'm a financial advisor. It was a good lead for me would be this. And it was just, it forced you to really kind of, now there's, there's an example of, okay, taking, but it, it, it helped you on the giving end. It helped me understand everybody else in that group exactly how I could help them and what they were really looking for and how they could help people. So I thought it was a really kind of goal exercise. Most people, I think, lack that skill. It's, um, it's really helpful. And I would say like as a leader, for your teams, anyone who's on like a, the sales side of the business, you, know, you get referrals from clients. And so sometimes they, they don't materialize because the client's like, hey, you know, Larry, I've got an opportunity for you. I'm going to I'm going to make an introduction. And a week goes by. I'm like, hey, where's that opportunity, John? And you're like, I got really busy. And another week goes by. Hey, John, don't mean to bug you, but I know you had a referral for me and I've been really busy. I'm sure I'll get to it. And then I, I just forget about it, right? Because I feel terrible bothering you. Instead, right away, when you say I've got that opportunity, I say, hey, John, let me send you my introduction. It looks like you wrote it about me. You could email me and that other person just to make it easier for you. Wow. And then they happen like immediately. Mm, I like that. It's awesome. It's perfect. It makes it so easy. That's exactly right. And I'm thinking as you're talking of couple of individuals where I'm dealing with that, you know, roadblock there. So uh, I will take that action myself. <laughs> um, so I love in your book, one of the things you go through is, is how you got into 
uh, your global speaking business and, and being an authority on LinkedIn. And it's kind of an interesting story about how that happened. I think the audience would love to hear it. You want to share it? Sure. Thank you. So I've been speaking now about 14 years globally about LinkedIn. You know, I've done this in corporate America for associations all over, uh, even internal across uh, Manpower Group. And, and basically for me, you know, LinkedIn has been a great way to be a better connector and giver. Now, you know, going back in time, you know, LinkedIn, I joined LinkedIn, there's almost 800 million members today. I joined when there was just about a million, 100,000. Wow. Could have joined sooner. I thought it was a scam. And it was someone that worked for me, sent me an invite. And I, I just, I blew it off. I could have been like in the 100,000 range. So anyway, joined at a million one or so. And I'm, I'm getting to, you know, know the tool, the platform and using it. It's not very widely known. So my, my friend, Mary, uh, here in Chicago, knew that I was an active user of LinkedIn. She was running a business networking group of about 35 small business owners, and they met monthly. And she said, hey, could you come in and do a talk, demo, presentation on LinkedIn? And, you know, I was... I was not, you know, out there speaking on the circuit about LinkedIn. This has been the first time, but I, I gladly accepted and I went in prepared and I thought I did like a terrible job, you know, I, because I'm, haven't been speaking about this for years, but they actually loved it. And the reason they loved it is when you know something more about a topic than anybody else in the room, you're the resident expert. And, and I was, and so of course I was more critical, but they're like, Oh my God, this is fantastic. And they learned so much. I'd love to go back to those 35 today because I think I'd blow them away, but I think I did a good job. I vowed after that though, to immerse myself and really do a great job and become that expert. And so since that time, I've been all over. I've been, you know, virtual live, you know, cross borders all across the US. I've done probably every industry. And from your, you know, CEOs, board members, salespeople, CIOs, CHROs, you name it, I have done it. I love it. And it's just, it's such a great compliment I wrote about in the book. It's just made me better at everything that I do in connecting people. That's amazing. So that was the beginning. And I find that really interesting that that wasn't anything you set out to do. You had a specialty. Somebody saw it. They invited you to to speak. And that began this huge speaking career and long lasting speaking career that you have. I find that that's in, inspiring. It's, it's opened up a lot of doors and it's helped me to brand myself, even at my company, uh, external and internal. They know I'm LinkedIn Larry. So that's a name someone gave me years ago in Vegas. It's stuck, but it's helped me internally because our brands, our divisions, we're a $22 billion company. They will come to me to speak internal and external. So it's it's really helped me to you know build my own brand mm-hmm. as a business leader and as a speaker expert. So how many LinkedIn connections do you have now? So you cap at 30,000. So I stay right under the cap. I'm in the 29,000 plus range always. Well, they won't let you have more than 30,000, huh? Yeah, they, they feel, you know, it's, it's you're getting, you know, too big of a network. How do you manage it? Yeah. You know, so I'm a paid member, even paid members, it doesn't matter. So they, they cap you. Interesting. Well, you're probably one of the few people that's hit that cap or come close. To there, 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 there's a number of us, but uh, yeah, some folks had an excess of 100,000. When they capped it, they took away 
anything in excess of 30 by date you know well, so yeah, a lot of people gotta, lost a lot of connections it's like a rose bush you got to prune it back i guess and add, <laughs> add, <laughs> take some away add some um well that's pretty fascinating and what what is uh not not to get too much into linkedin but because that's probably a whole nother conversation but what is what in your mind is is one of the big missed opportunities with linkedin or with people that there's so many users of linkedin as you said eight hundred thousand or whatever or 800 million rather um most people probably don't even tap into it. What's the big thing that they might be missing if there is one? And there's there's a lot of big things. One big thing is, you know, it's it's a branding opportunity. And I think that as a leader, you know, people meet with you internally, externally. And I find that even a lot of leaders, you know, they may not have a great picture. Their headline is president, CEO, vice president, whatever no flashy headline, but no about section really highlighting their career, what they've done. And a lot of people think LinkedIn's just a resume. And it's really not because there's things that I put in my profile, I would tell people to go look at it, that are things I would never, ever put on a resume, because you would never hire me if the things I put in my about section, I put on my resume. I'm not saying you put in weird things, but you could show another side to yourself besides the philanthropic, something fun and interesting that you would just never put on your resume, you know, and you could be a seventh degree black belt, you know, so you still wouldn't put that on your resume. Some, some do, but on LinkedIn, you could do that. And I'm not a seventh degree. I was Taekwondo. I, I could probably hurt people that are much smaller than me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I wouldn't mess with you. So that's no, enough. That's all I need should. to hear. I'll keep my distance from you. I won't get in a fight with you. Thank you. <laughs> um, well, that's interesting though. But uh, I and and I, it's it makes a lot of sense. I think there's there's so many people that probably uh, you know are are using it five, six, seven, ten percent of what you really can use it for. And you know, to go back to a comment you had made earlier, uh, which I think is really valid, and it opens up another question. You had mentioned that, hey, when you had a new leader come in, you had asked and wanted to know about their connections, which I think for a lot of leaders, they don't necessarily realize the value or the power of that. Why is that so important in leadership? As to be a truly effective leader, I mean, why is that so important? Well, look, we could do our day-to-day job as leaders, whatever business industry we're in. But if we have relationships with potential referral and channel partners to direct potential clients and we're we're bringing in business. Now, I've paid for myself many times over. I think it's kind of nice for me to tell the people I work for at my company that, look, I've introduced my team to a lot of business from all my speaking business comes in, all the networking, all the giving, connecting I do. It just comes in. I don't seek it out. I'm not in sales. But it's pretty powerful if you have leaders in your company, you're a leader, that the teams know, hey, you know, Larry is so connected. He's opened up a lot of doors, set up meetings for us, goes on meetings. I'm I'm taking one of my team members tomorrow to a lunch with an executive at a big company just through my relationship base. How powerful is that than a leader who is, yeah, just doing the day-to-day, but by the way, Mary or Tom. They know everybody and they've really brought in a lot of relationships to the firm. 
you know, so you hope that that leads leads to like some job stability, but I think it shows that hey, Larry's not only leading, he's also you know, helping us grow our business. And it says a lot about you as a person, the people that you're connected with and, and have relationships with. I think that's extremely important. Um, and I find you know, people are surrounded. They're pe- they surround themselves with people like them. And, and great, effective leaders are surrounding themselves constantly with people that are better than them and and building this circle. Um, and I think a lot of leaders, and I was there for a period of time myself as a leader thinking that I had to be the one that did everything and provided everything. And, and somebody put it to me in a different way. They said, you're really, you need to be a resource broker. You're the person that is connecting your people with what they need and who they need. And it's not just, it's not you. You're, you're the leader that's making everything happen, but so much of that is bringing the right people together, bringing the right teams together, and that's where this comes into play so much. Well, and I think for me saying that example, I've also shown my teams how to do that, and some of them just were doing that already, and I just enhanced it, and some of them weren't doing it at all. And, you know, I, I call it showing up and throwing up or lead with yourself, lead with, your, lead with yourself, that it's easy for people to just come in and you know talk all about themselves but uh, the more that you know you come in and, and foster those relationships and that's how these come back as you know clients mm-hmm. because i i foster these relationships and so i'm teaching my teams to do the same and they're seeing a difference mm-hmm. and just in their life and they're feeling better about who they are as people Mm-hmm. and 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 building those connections and putting other people first sometimes like salespeople have a real hard time they just want to sell you know and so you have to step back and mm-hmm. i think you know covid made us more you know empathetic to people and and more interested in people and wanting to help people and you know some people <laughs> didn't change but mm-hmm. a lot of people did no, i think we're better at connecting and giving it it's it's good for business but it's good for ourselves I remember reading a story in your book about uh, somebody saying that you had connected him with so many individuals and had been so good with that, that your name was referenced in, I think it was something like 300 emails in, in 900 days. So it was basically like every third day, your name was there because of how many people you had connected him with. Am I getting that story right? I think it's I think it's close. There's a lot of stories in there. Um, I think the gentleman you're talking about, you know, I I made like I, I don't make connections just to make them. They're well thought out. And so I, I think, you know, you start making those connections, you put people together, people start talking. You know, I, I think what I hear a lot from people, it's like um, 12 people told me I need to know you, Larry. Yeah. You know, so my name's out there and, and not just because I'm out there, it's because I'm putting people together. So I, I never want to be known as a networker, John. I, I really like to be known as a connector mm-hmm. because a lot of networks, net, networkers show up at events and places, but they may not be doing things for people. Mm-hmm. They're just showing up and I'm a connector. So when I meet people, I'm thinking about, how can I help them and connect them? I just came back from Seattle and I was talking to this executive on the way to a speaking event and we were talking and he said his, his daughter's in New York. What's she doing? Well, she just got her graduate uh, degree and now she's looking for a job doing what? And he told me, I'm like, oh, I, 
I can help her. Can you connect us? Sure. And nothing happened after the event. And I, I pinged him. I said, don't forget, you've got to connect me to your daughter. And I think he was surprised that I actually did the follow-up on that. Hmm. So was that's it, just me. Yeah, I wasn't just saying it to say it. You really had an intent to help. And I do. Yeah. And that, that you got to follow through. It can't be lip service. Yeah. I may be overthinking this and, and tell me if I am, but is there a, you know, as you build and, and making connections, I mean, it can almost sometimes be overwhelming because, okay, you think and you say, oh, geez, I haven't talked to Larry and it's been a year. It's been two years, whatnot. I mean, is there a certain method to how you're keeping the relationship? It's one thing to make an introduction. I mean, I know I've been introduced and have introduced so many people, but um, what does it look like to make sure that these people just don't come into your life and then fall out of your life and then that's it? Well, I will tell you, it's hard to, you know, especially the leaders that listen to your podcast to, you know, keep in touch with everybody. And I've got 29,000 connections. It doesn't mean I know everybody, right? You have your inner circle of people and then that the next layer, the outer circle. So there's probably a core group that you keep in touch with. But I'll tell you, there's a, a gentleman I hadn't spoken to. Uh, it was pre-COVID. But if you if you left people in a good way and you had a good rapport and relationship, I remember those people. So I just made an introduction to that gentleman today. He's in Chicago. I was talking to a gentleman yesterday in Irvine, California, and they both come from kind of the health and fitness arena. They have some experience there, some investments, et cetera. And I thought they should know each other. So the gentleman in Chicago, I'd talked to a number of years pre-COVID. He called me up after I made the introduction. He's like, Larry, it's been a long time. And he told me the amount of time that lapsed. I'm like, no way. He goes, yeah. Wait, how old are your kids? I'm like, oh my God, you're right. So we're like, well, we got to get together. And it's like we we just spoke yesterday. So it depends, you know, how some people in your world, how you've left that relationship. Was it good? Then you could pick up any time. So sometimes you can't talk with everybody all the time or you change your career. And so that person doesn't really apply directly today, but they may surface in something you do. And that's what happened today. So mm -hmm. don't worry that you have to talk to everybody every single day. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes putting messages out on LinkedIn during your network, they see you. Yeah, that's a great point. I love it. Wow. Well, I'll tell you, I could talk to you for hours. Um, this has been really a lot of fun and uh, very, very valuable. I know my audience will uh, take away a lot from this. Uh, if they want to either learn more about you uh, and uh, get the book, which I highly recommend, I'm really enjoying it. Uh, how do they do that? Where do they go? Okay, so first of all, you can find my book, The NCG Factor, on Amazon. I have a website as well, Kaufman-Larry.com. I know it's kind of backwards, but it works. And then you could find me on LinkedIn, Larry Kaufman, in all caps in Chicago at Jefferson Wells. So a lot of different ways to find me and reach out. Excellent. Terrific. Well, Larry, I appreciate greatly you coming on. I'm sure we're going to get a lot of positive reaction from this episode. We'll have all that info in the show notes, by the way, for all of you listeners out there. So you'll be able to get uh, Larry's book and connect with him uh, directly and learn more from Larry. But Larry, I really appreciate you joining today. I hope sometime we can have you back and do a part two. I'm ready. Great time today, John. Thanks for having me. And thanks to your audience for listening.
You got it. And thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We've been here with Larry Kaufman, who is the best-selling author of The NCG Factor. Great, great book. Highly recommend it. Like I said, the link will be in the show notes. He is also a global speaker and trainer on LinkedIn. Uh, as always, like, share, subscribe. Uh, make sure you give feedback on this episode. Go down below, give five stars. And as always, I greatly appreciate your ideas for future content and guests. And we'll look forward to seeing you next time. Thanks for joining. Take care. Thanks for joining us on today's episode of Tomorrow's Leader for suggestions or inquiries about having me at your next event or personal coaching. Reach me at john at loritogroup.com. Once again, that's J-O-H-N at L-A-U-R-I-T-O-G-R-O-U-P.com. Thanks. Lead on.